So, I had mixed up a few crates of soil here in advance. I wanted to let them cook for a couple of months uh, so that we'd have some nice ready soil when we go back into the grow tents in a few months when summer comes to a close. Um, and I've not other years had the space to do this, nor the time. Uh, I would love to have done this when I had the greenhouse. I've made soils up in advance and had nice soils to go into the greenhouse with. But this year I am. So I mixed up uh, alfalfa meal, some rock dust, some green sand, uh, the trifecta of inoculants, BioCoat Gold, uh, Spectrum, and Pepsime PZ1000. Couple of different guanos, a high phosphorus guano, and a medium range potassium potassium guano, um, some neem cake, some kelp meal, <clears throat> nice varied blend of trace mineral nutrition and like you know good trace mineral support for soil. Um, so that stuff has been cooking here for about a week now, and I got to thinking about it and looking around at all these oak leaves on the ground. Um, so what I want to do is incorporate oak leaves and basically take these soil bins that I just mixed up soils in and turn them in, into basically living soil samples. And I realized that in the greenhouse I used to grab a little bit of the native clay soil and put in the bottoms of my bins before I would fill my normal soil mix on top. And I did not do that in these, but I'm going to pull the soil back out of them, get some good clay soil from the back here, and put a fine layer in the bottom. And uh, I'll kind of film how I put this together. Um, but basically it's going to be a little bit of the native clay soil, just a very thin layer, maybe an inch or two. Probably sit that on top of some cardboard, um, as the bottoms of these crates are kind of a screened bottom. And then uh, we'll put the regular soil mix on top of that, and then we'll cover that in a very thick layer a mulch of oak leaves and I went over to my friend John's and got some oak leaves from his place because there was a huge really thick pile and it was full of earthworms so I got oak leaves and earthworms to put in here so I'll actually have sort of a simulated soil profile with some clay soil on the bottom good thick layer of organic mulch and earthworms and nutrients and then a nice thick layer of mulch on top of that and that should build a much more robust soil system for when we go back into the grow tents in the fall. Okay, so the core basic concept about soil health has to do with biology primarily. Biology can do all of the work between the plants and the soil medium. So there's a big difference between soil and dirt. Soil is a living element with many 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 different types and many many different species of living organisms. Everything from bacteria to fungi to nematodes to amoeba down the list there are so many incredible different species of life in soil. One of the most powerful tools you can have in soil that is native to most areas is some type of earthworm. Here in New York we have native earthworms. One of the things that I've noticed over the years in using different mulches is leaves both from maple trees and especially from oak trees in large amounts of the mulch on top of your soil draws in a tremendous amount of worms. So in drawing in a tremendous amount of worms you're drawing in so many different pieces. Let me talk about worms for a minute.
So worms drill through the soil. They actually eat their way through the soil. They're basically a tube within a tube. Maybe you'll remember from biology class. And they drill their way through the soil. But the biology in the gut of a worm is sort of like a cross between the biology of a gut in a chicken and the biology of a gut in like a cow. Okay. So we'll expand on ruminant animals, cows, and their digestive tract a little bit more, but understand that they're capable of digesting all sorts of things. Okay, so worms are drilling holes in your soil, which allows for air exchange in your soil, and easy water exchange, and an open pathway for roots to follow down in from plants, and the biology of a chicken and a cow, and they consume uh, debris on top of the soil and turn that into nutrient and their castings are high in calcium and nitrogen and I can go on and on and on and on. My point is they're one of the easiest mini livestock to import if you facilitate the correct environment for them. That brings me to my next point. Environment dictates gene expression. In other words, whatever piece of genetics, whether it's a plant, a human, or an animal, a bacteria, a fungi, you name it, the environment, that environment is favorable to them or not, makes a huge difference on how they express themselves. Just think of, just think of humans, for example. Feed a baby well, with high nutrition, take good care of it, give it a good environment, becomes a strong, healthy adult. Don't do that, it doesn't. Okay. So that's my point for you. So first off, let's look at what I collected. This is a really nice thick layer of oak leaf mulch. And it was a mixture. As you get down deeper in the mulch, it was much wetter and more decayed. And of course up top it was much more fluffy and dry. And underneath this there was all sorts of earthworms, earthworm castings, and some really excellent soil microbial biology. Couldn't help but stop and look at this pile of leaves we have here from last fall. Just loaded with earthworms in here. They all kind of crawled off on the ground. as much of that as I could. They've probably kind of crawled down into the wetter parts of the bins here, but there are earthworms all through this. So they got molten earthworms, so I'm really excited to add this to the soil mix. Alright, and so here's our soil of, our mix of soil in the crate after it was mixed and it's been sitting. You can see the little bits of alfalfa uh, pellets in here, and you can see how the biology has kind of jumped into them and started chewing them down breaking them down um, and you know that's good to see I, uh, I had this stored in the shade with the cover on so it basically just act like cool soil in the ground with no sun beating on it and messing with the biology um, but uh, I'm going to transfer this out of here we're going to get a, a thin layer of clay soil on the bottom and then uh, I'll transfer the soil back in and we'll put a layer a nice thick layer of that mulch on top of it and I think that'll make a really nice soil mix in a couple of months and of course we'll check in on it from time to time and also the other cool thing about this is now instead of buying earthworms 
to have an earthworm bin, I'm actually harvesting native earthworms and I'll import them into the soil. So we won't have some of the other inherent problems with earthworms that are not native to the area chewing up the vegetation too fast, at least not as a result of something I've done. Quick side note, as I'm getting ready to do this transfer, I just happen to look over here and see a little movement on the ground, and I thought it looked kind of familiar, and sure enough, one of my little tree frog buddies. these little guys. They're so sweet. Now why do I feel like I'm back at the beach building a sandcastle again? Alright, cardboard in the bottom for a couple different reasons. Uh, one, to retain the soil from falling through the bottom if it's a little bit screened. Uh, and two, cardboard makes excellent earthworm food, so we're giving them a little extra insurance if they get super hungry. You can always go to the bottom and hit the food source down there. And Chica, the horse is over here looking at me like, What are you doing, dude? So here we are off the edge of the driveway in the forest. See, I just scraped off with a shovel the oak leaves again with the oak leaves. You can see all sorts of earthworm castings in here as well. And you can see there's lots of decom decomposition starting to happen here in detritus, up here in the detritus here. Um, if you haven't seen my uh, video on soils and mulches, check them out. I have a series of them. Uh, it's three or four of them. They're called A Closer Look at Soils and Mulches. And I go deeper into soil biology and the different pieces of soil structure. Alright, as you can see, it's not a whole lot of clay soil here, but you have to remember the clay colloids hold a tremendous amount of nutrition locked up in a very small space. So we don't need a lot of it to supply nutrition. Um, and it also acts as a great buffer. It does a bunch of cool things. Uh, also, you'll notice that this does have quite a bit of aggregate structure to it. If you look at it closely, you can see all these little different, like, sort of separated round balls that keep the soil from compressing together. That's excellent for allowing uh, oxygen and carbon dioxide to exchange through the soil to support microbial life. I think what I'm going to do, even though this is a little bit out of sequence for normal soil, I think I'm going to put a little bit of this mulch with a few of these earthworms, and maybe some of the wetter stuff like this down on the clay just to provide another food source for the worms and to kind of help keep that biology moist, alive, and of course the leaves themselves would also help inoculate it as they're loaded with uh, bacteria and fungi from the natural environment as well. Sort of like the indigenous microorganisms concept of Korean natural farming. So I'll just uh, show you a quick peek in the middle of this as I'm scooping it back into the crate here. You can see there's a lot of uh, biology and fungi and all kinds of stuff growing through it. I can tell you it's actually warm to the touch right now. Not super warm, but warm, lightly. And when I first mixed this up, this was saturated. This soil was damp, very damp. And now it's actually drying out a bit, so uh, it's cooking down fast. Also, I do smell a lot of ammoniacal nitrogen smell coming off, or ammonia smell coming off of it. So, just that I would share it. All right, there we go.
mixed back in. Now we just top it up with a nice heavy layer of mulch and some worms and close it up and we'll see what happens. Alright, there it is. I put a very heavy layer of oak leaf mulch on top. I'm sure there are worms mixed in with there. Uh, mixed in with that. If there are not, I'll bet you worms come in from the bottom. Uh, I've had worms come into these crates before where they just sat on the ground with plants in them for a while and they kind of mold to the ground as you've probably seen with pots and the worms just come in and join the club. Uh, anyway, I'm going to set these off in the shade here and uh, we'll keep an eye on this and see, uh, see how it looks. We'll check back on worms from time to time. Uh, as fall comes on, I'll obviously have more leaves available, and I can keep feeding these worm bins. I think I'm going to make a bunch of these up for the grow tents. Um, and uh, after fall and we run out of leaves, I probably could just switch to Amazon Cardboard from all the packages that come in anyway. So, uh, a renewable, sustainable operation. Alright, I just thought I would share this. I hope you found this interesting or informative. Hope you enjoyed, and I hope you'll follow along in the future. Thanks for watching the Pharmacy Seeds Network.